Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, this episode is a really interesting conversation with Angel Sullivan of RootedMystic.com. We take a deep dive into proactively managing and healing mental health with additional spiritually-minded tools which Angel created to assist herself, along with traditional approaches in therapy and counseling. I think all of us can relate to mental health whether we struggle with it ourselves, and I surely have, or we have loved ones who struggle with, with it daily. If you or someone you know struggles with depression, anxiety, or other mental health challenges, you can text a crisis counselor at 741-741. If you or someone you care about needs immediate emergency counseling, the Suicide Prevention Hotline phone number is 800-273-8255. Trained volunteers are on standby. Angel Sullivan of Rooted Mystic likes to say that she's a little bit woo-woo and a little bit rock and roll. That only means that you're likely to find her jamming out to Breaking Benjamin and Linkin Park as you are to find her writing about processes and organization or energy and ordinary magic. Her work with Rooted Mystic is allowing her to bring the fullness of who she is to this life, which is what she'd like for you too. You can find her on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, and your favorite podcast app for two shows, The Rooted Mystic Musings and Conversations Across the Pond with Angel and Nicola. Also, one last thing. At the very end of this episode, after the outro music is played, I decided to include a portion of our private conversation where I talk about my own experiences with depression, even recently. My hope by including this is that if anyone out there feels alone in this, I need you to know that you're not. You're in very good company. With the help of a good therapist and additional resources such as Angel, here's to good mental health. Angel, I'm so happy you're here with me. Thank you so much for being on Something Super Spiritual, the podcast. Thank you. You know I love talking with you. I want to do a, a deep dive right into um, your journey, where you were, what the catalyst was that shifted your perspective, your awareness, your spiritual sense. And um, I want to start. I want to start by reading a few things that I loved on your website. There's no time to waste, but there's plenty of time to live. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Unfortunately, many of us aren't doing things our way. We're getting caught up in what society or Aunt Irene and Uncle Bob have to say about who we are and how we're living. We, re happily or reluctantly, it all comes to the same thing, give all of our yeses to others, then have little to nothing left for ourselves. Now, that's not a huge deal if it's a short-term gig. Sadly, for too many of us, it's habitual and constant. We just keep on keeping on and wonder why we can't seem to escape the hamster wheel inside the rat race. There's dang, that's good. I don't remember writing that. <laughs> there's so there's so much in that. There's so much to dive into. Too many of us feel unable to breathe within our own lives. And as we consciously experiment with what works for us, we step into who we came here to be. We become who we've been waiting for all along. Yeah. Then the whole world changes. Thank you. I love that. So, so talk to us about what brought you to this place. This is really beautiful place to be. So um, where did it all start? Well, I, I feel like I've always been kind of a spiritual person. Like I've always kind of leaned more in that direction from the time 
I remember being 15, you and I have talked about this, when um, I was reading books about different religions, just because I was interested from a, um, an intellectual perspective and reincarnation and like all of these things. I got into Wicca and, you know, lots of different stuff, crystals and tarot. and But then, and that's continued through my life. But then in um, 2019, when my bio mother passed really unexpectedly, she was only 62. And um, that hit me so hard, not least because we were estranged and we did not have time to um, reconnect before she passed. And that had such a big impact on me for that reason, but also because I realized, oh no, she was only 62. If, and you know, I know that this isn't given obviously, but I couldn't help but have the thought that what if I only have 20 years left? Right. And that kind of lit a fire for me and really made me get super, super clear on where I was at the moment and what did not feel good about that, what did feel good about that. And then what I could do, especially as somebody who has struggled my entire life with um, clinical depression and OCD and um, anxiety, what could I do given all of the current constraints that I felt like I had? in order to not regret how I've lived my life right? when it was time, you know? You know, it's, it's sad. And I'm sorry that you had to experience that the way you did. However, you know, when, when those huge traumas, tragedies hit us like this, it forces us to really look at our own mortality. A hundred percent. Like, where am I? What have I been doing? What am I doing with my life? Am I where I want to be? Am I where, am I who I want to be? Yeah. You know, and um, those are, that's the gift in these, in these super dark times, you know, in these super dark times, that's the gift. That's that little, that little gold in the dark that we can glean from. So what happened next then? How did a, the rooted mystic come into life? So, okay. So I already mentioned that I've, I've struggled with depression and, and all of these things my whole life. And so after she passed, it was in late April of that year. And then by June of that year, I could feel myself sinking. And that was close enough that this, again, this was in 2019 and 2017 was kind of a turning point year for me. I was so depressed that whole year that I was literally looking for ways to no longer be here. I did not want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like I'm done. I'm out of here. I got through that. But then as you can imagine, that left a mark that I don't think will ever leave me. In fact, I made it permanent (laughs) as a reminder. That's what this is for. I have this tattoo. Semicolon. Yeah. And, um, that was my reminder. I permanently inked it on my body as a reminder that my story didn't end. So it's an apostrophe. I'm sorry, a semicolon versus yep. a period. That means my story didn't end. I, I chose to carry on, yep. but then I did the, the heart as a way of remembering, like, I come from love. I come from God. I'm, I'm here for a reason. Like, yes, there's a purpose for this. Oh, it gives me chili. So, bumps. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I looked at that tattoo a lot after she passed as a way of kind of pulling myself back from the brink. And then in June of that year of 2019, I finally, I was, I could, I, the way I talk about depression sometimes is it feels like a hunter. I feel like it's, it's a a presence hunting me. And so I often feel when it gets to that point, I feel like I'm hiding, like I'm playing hide and seek almost. And I was feeling hunted and I was feeling Like I am not going to make it if I don't do something like seriously do something now. Yeah. And so I started um, a blog. I started a new blog. I called it rootedmystic.com. And I decided to experiment with my days and I was going to experiment with gratitude specifically because I needed to move my focus from everything is horrible. There's nothing good to see to Actually, there is. There are still sunsets. Yes. There are still 
you know, the breeze is still blowing these beautiful maple trees that I have in my yard. Like, and these sound like such little teeny tiny things, but for me in that moment, they were a literal lifeline. Yes. But I needed some kind of, just because of the way that my brain works and the way that I am, I needed some kind of structure that I could kind of get into on a daily basis so that it was just built in. Like it's part of my day, just like brushing my teeth. Yes. This is just, this is just what I do. I look for things to be grateful for. And I look, see, and it wasn't just that. And this is the thing that's, that's always bothered me about the gratitude stuff. So many people talk about gratitude from a person, like almost an intellectual perspective, right? Like find something to be grateful for. There's all, you have a home, you have running water. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's totally true. Mm -hmm. And if those aren't things that light something up in you, that make you feel that gratitude, they're not really going to help. Not in the way that I needed at that time. So, um, I created an experiment for myself to save my own life, basically. And it kind of just expanded from there. (laughs) So I love this. Um, I understand depression and anxiety. I absolutely do. I've I've struggled with it my entire life as well. Talk to us about this experiment. I'm so interested. I noticed on your website that you use the word experiment. And um, I'm so glad we're talking about it because I, I wasn't quite understanding to what degree, like if it was a metaphor or if it was like really something to do. So talk to us about this. Yeah, I love that. And this is a good question because I don't think I've ever thought to explain it this way. So I literally did like almost like a scientist would, like a scientific experiment. Okay. So what I would do, and and I'll just go over this from the the perspective of the, the experiment with gratitude, for example. So I would wake up in the morning and I set an alarm on my phone. I just have a normal smartphone. I would set an alarm on my phone for first thing when I woke up to say, remember you're experimenting with gratitude. So that was my first like key in first thing in the morning, every single morning, just to kind of put that in my subconscious. And and you'll see why that makes more sense in a minute. I wanted it to be something that's part of my subconscious so that I'm just kind of looking for that every day. Yes. But I needed that reminder every day because otherwise I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Completely. I understand that. And as you were talking about this reminder, there's so many things that I want to do very similar to, to stay in that, that mind space, that heart space and get your day going in that positive outlook. And, and you're saying this and I'm like, I need to do this on my phone. I have to make reminders because suddenly I'm out of bed, feeding the dogs, walking the dogs, you know, drinking coffee and thinking, Oh, I meant to do that today. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then by the time you look up, it's like lunchtime yeah, yeah. and you're like, where did my day, go? where did my morning, my morning's gone. Yep. Yep. You know, and that definitely has an impact, I think. So I would set that for the morning. And then I would also have like, I would have various sticky notes through the house on my computer screen, on the fridge, on the bathroom mirror, wherever I would be through the day, just again, to remind me just so that I'm keeping it top of mind in my head. And then, um, as I would notice things through the day, because again, I know my brain and I know myself and I think I'll remember things and I absolutely don't. Mm-hmm. I never do. Mm-hmm. So I would just keep a note again on my phone because I have a thing about using the tools that you've already got available. No need to go crazy and get a bunch of other stuff. You've already got what you need. Yes. So I would keep a note. I would make a note every time I noticed something on my phone. And then at the end of the day, I would sit in bed. I would have another reminder, of course, because again, I don't want to allow myself to forget for like eight o'clock at night to just say, Hey, do your, do your post. Now for me, I chose to do a public blog post because I knew that I needed that kind of accountability. I didn't want to just, when it's for me, I have a tendency of just saying, Oh, I'll get to that. I'll get, I'll get to, to that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. I <laughs> but totally if I know understand. that, <laughs> <laughs> but if I know that somebody else is potentially counting on me, mm-hmm. I won't let them down. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would sit in bed and I would go back through my notes, type up a quick blog post. I had a bunch of graphics already created ahead of time just because I love to play with graphics and I think that's fun. And I would just pop it up on my my blog post, make it live, and then go to bed. But what I found so interesting, and this is why it was an experiment, for like the first week, and this happens every time I do any experiment, even now, for like the first week, it was a little bit of a, like that feeling of pushing a a boulder up the hill. Mm I felt like I was doing the work, but I wasn't really seeing the results that I'd hoped for. So I was getting a little bummed out. Mm -hmm, Right. Sure. But then after about the first week, it's almost like 
life and the energy of it all takes a minute to catch up or it does with me in my experience so far, mm-hmm. because then after that, I started, see, now I'm getting goosebumps. Yes, me too. I would start to, <laughs> to really notice things. And, and as I kind of integrated it and it became more habitual, I wasn't having to consciously look for things. Like I wasn't consciously going after things. I was just noticing and I was feeling the feeling that came with it, which is where the magic is. That's where all of the magic is right there. It's in that feeling. Yeah. And then I literally just started noticing over time that, oh, you know what? Today wasn't, today wasn't as hard. Today didn't feel quite as hard. Today didn't feel quite as ugly. I, I felt the connection with life again today, mm-hmm. you know, like these things, the things for me that make a difference. And this is why it's an experiment. It's going to be different for everybody mm-hmm. what they sure. need. Yep. Oh, it's huge. But by, wow. yeah, by kind of priming my subconscious for what I knew I needed to find life responds because yes. that's the magic. You're doing the work. Yeah. It's doing the work. It, it's wow. Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's I love what you're doing because it's so different. You know, mental health, the challenges that we have, so many of us. And it's yes. and 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 people are talking about about it more. You know, there's a lot more awareness. Yeah. There's Thankfully. a lot less um stigma. There's a yeah. lot less stigma. Um and and it's not it's not a it's not a bad thing. You know, it's just we are just running through life bouncing off of each other, like in a pinball game, you know? Yes. And, and we don't even really know why, but we're, we're primed by culture, by religion, by our society and our parents, our family, you know, there are so many expectations put on us that aren't even part of who we are on the inside. No. And it just, after so much time, it just starts to weigh on you. It starts to weigh on you. We struggle so deeply with guilt and shame. So many of us because of our, our, I think our, our patriarchal society, the religion, yes. you know, it's, and, um, and it, and it just hurts after so much time, it just hurts. And then suddenly you're running through life in a fog, you know, and, and, and it's like running through mud and, and you're really not quite sure how you got there or why. That's exactly right. So these experiments of yours are really beautiful. And, and I want, I want everybody to know about them. You know, I want everybody to know about them. Let's talk about a few of the experiments because I am really interested in, we've got the bloom where you're planted. Yep. We've got the dreaming your life to life. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, cave day that sparks my like, Ooh, I want to know more about that and experiments in magical reading. I mean, yeah, I just, let's talk about all of these. Let's give us a brief rundown. (laughs) It's just, I need to know more. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So bloom where you're planted. That one came from, so I live in Florida. I live in central Florida. I'm not a big fan of Florida. I never have been. I don't feel like this is my home with a capital H Mm -hmm. and yet this is where I am. And for a number of reasons, this is where I'm going to be for the foreseeable. So I kind of just decided one day, you know what, if this is, this is what is, and like Byron Katie talks about arguing with what is, is kind of silly (laughs) arguing with reality. Right. So I was like, okay, how can I, how can I not only accept what is, but what parts of it can I love and what parts of it can I um, I wanted to say uh, prune, but that's not quite the right word. Like, how can I make it more of what I love using what I already have? Mm-hmm. And um, that's where Bloom Warrior Planted came from. Because what I started to do is look around at, okay, if I'm here, what can I love about what's here? And when I did that, I did it both for my current home. I did that for um, our geographical location. I did that for like everything about my life. I just kind of did it like that wheel. Some people like coaches use that wheel of life. So I kind of do it for all areas in my life. Like what am I not feeling spectacular about and how can I change each of those areas so that I feel at least a little bit better. So as an example, um, we live in an area where 
There are lots of theme parks within a two hour drive. There are gorgeous state parks and um, uh, springs like for kayaking. Yeah. Um, There are lots and lots of museums. Like there's so much to do. The beach is less than two hours away. Like we're in a really great place to be able to do all these things. We just weren't doing them. Yes. So I was like, let's go kayaking. Like I love to kayak. Let's just freaking go kayaking. So we've been kayaking on one of the springs. We went out to the, um, the Gulf of Mexico. We went kayaking out there. We have plans to go over to Cape Canaveral. Um, We have plans to go to this super cool, like art installation museum, like living art installation museum in St. Pete. Like, so now we're doing the things. So I'm blooming right where I am, even though it still feels like it's less than ideal. Yes. So there's that one. Um, Cave day came from feeling so completely exhausted and wiped out. And like, I just can't anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And what I started doing, and I started this when the kids were younger, they're, um, they're much older now they're 16 and 24, but when they were very little, they would go off to school. My husband would go off to work at the time I was building websites for people. So I was working from home anyway, Mm -hmm. I would block off a day close all of the, again, I'm in Florida. So it's always very sunny. It's always very bright and hot. So I would go, but I love a cave like atmosphere. Like I call myself a mama bear, right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so like cooling and peaceful and and not everybody does. Mm -mm. And I talk about that in cave day because there's like different ways to do it so that it suits you. But the point is to create a space that feels rejuvenating and peaceful and safe, 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 comforting. Yeah. And so I would pull like all kinds of blankets and pillows and <laughs> plop them on the floor and just created like a little cave space for myself. And I would do whatever I felt like I needed to do that day to fill up. So maybe it was working with tarot. Maybe it was writing. Maybe it was collage. Maybe it was painting. Maybe I would sit and watch a movie or read a book. Mm-hmm. It was my time without anybody needing anything else from me, like my time to fill up for me, whatever that looked like that day. So that one's super fun. Um, what else? Bloomery planted K day, dream your life to life, dream your life to life. Yes. And so that one, there's actually a clue in the title because you'll notice that one of those word life is capitalized and the other is not. I love that. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. I talk about, um, I don't use the word God. I very rarely use the word God. I will sometimes if the person I'm talking with needs to hear it in order to hear what I'm saying. Yes. But if it's just me, I use the word life because life encompasses everything. It's And it doesn't mm-hmm. come with all of the baggage, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So um, dreaming your life, your current life as it is, to life with a capital L, meaning God, source, goddess, all that is, universe, whatever, is my way of not only kind of visioning who and where and what I want to be as part of my future, but how I connect that with life, capital L, God, goddess, again, Bob, whatever you want to call it. Yes. (laughs) And so bringing, it's really bringing my spirituality, the fullness of who I am into my life because spirituality is super important to me. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about any of those things necessarily, Although if that's your thing, that's perfect. You know, whatever that is for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So in there we talk about, because I think a lot of us, again, like you had mentioned earlier, society, societal conditioning and like familial conditioning has such an impact on us that I I don't think we realize the degree to which it impacts us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As we're growing up, it's, it's like people talk about it's the, it's the water that you're swimming in. It's the air that you're breathing. It's just, it just is. And so in that course, we talk about not only determining like what you want from a physical perspective, like the things that you want maybe, but also in like who you want to be and where you want to be and all those things. But we talk about getting underneath those things because often it's not even so much the things themselves that we want. Sometimes it is. And that's, that's great. Sure. But it's not always. And I noticed for myself that I would like, 
I would, for example, I would go on Amazon and I would order like five new things for my collage stuff. And I would get so excited, Jeffrey, like I would be watching the thing to say, when is it going to be delivered? Cause I'm so excited. I want to use this stuff. Right. And then the stuff would get here and I put it in my closet with all my other collage stuff. Mm-hmm. And I started to wonder, what is that? Why am I getting so excited about that? And then I'm not even using it. It's crazy. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, what is that? And so I had, to, and it's different for everybody again, because we are all different, but I had to dig underneath kind of the real want under the surface want and figure out what it is that I'm trying to get to. And then that is the thing that I want to address. That is the thing that I want to look at and work towards like the real want. So that's what that one is. <laughs> what did you discover the real want was? Where was that stemming from? For that one, I, I needed an outlet. I needed a creative outlet, but then I also had a lot of stuff about perfectionism and my, I don't have anything worth saying. Nobody's going to care. Yes. And, and that doesn't even like, it's not even related. It, this was just for me. It doesn't right. have to be anything that anybody cares about, but I still had all of this stuff internally that was stopping yes. me. Yes. Yeah. So that negative self-talk. Oh, forget it. Oh, honestly. I mean, <laughs> you know, and it just, it stems from that, that the depression, the anxiety, the, uh, the, the, the guilt and the shame, um, you know, from where we came from and growing up, you know, you, you, you weren't enough or you weren't loved, you weren't lovable. You were not not um, worthy, not wanted. Yes. You know, and, and, and that just, ah, so many of us experience these childhood traumas that, that we don't even like fully realize how deeply embedded they are in our psyche. That's the thing. And our heart until, until more trauma happens in adulthood, you know, whether it's a midlife crisis or, um, or losing your mother, like you did a a tragedy, you know, brings all of this to the surface and you're like, Whoa, what is happening? Yeah. No, that's the thing though. Cause I think I've seen it myself and I know that I've done it myself. This is where I, I have a new course that I'm creating for, um, it's called touching stillness. It's about meditation because I, And again, I've said this probably 15 times already, but I'll keep saying it. It's different for everybody. I'm not suggesting that meditation is the end all be all for everybody, but for those that it works for, it can literally be a life changer. For me, what it's done is it's given me um, another level of awareness of my own patterns and my own stuff. So for example, before, actually, I'm going to give you a real life example, just this past Friday, in fact. Okay. (laughs) Um, I got an email from a family member that just like blew the top off my head and not in a good way. I was going to say in a good way or bad way. No, no. Okay. Got it. And I could feel my physical reaction. So I felt my face get red. Yep. I felt the tears kind of want to start kind of behind my eyes. Yep. I felt like my heart and my gut clench. So like my heart chakra and my sacral chakra clenching. Yep. And then um, that's not true. Solar plexus. It was actually higher. So solar plexus and heart chakras. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing, like before I had done all this work with meditation, I would have felt those things, but I wouldn't have felt those things. So I would have felt them and maybe I would have cried, but I probably would have just distracted myself and gone on with my day. But meditation has allowed me to, it's almost like it creates this space where I can like step back from the immediacy of those feelings because they're not good feelings. Nobody likes to feel that way. It's Mm -hmm. crappy, Mm -hmm. but the meditation allows me a space to kind of step back for a second and recognize. So I was able to recognize, oh, my face is red. I'm, I'm having a physical reaction here. Oh, I can feel my, like I'm about to cry. I want to cry. My body wants to cry. Right. Oh, my heart like feels really like my heart is hurting right Mm -hmm. now. So I noticed those things. So you became the observer. You're like observing this without attachment. I'm aware of it. Yes. But then that also, because then at that point you have a choice, right? At that point, you at least can say, do I want to dig into this or do I not? I wanted 
to run for the hills and go do anything to distract me from it because I didn't want to feel it. Yeah. And I've had enough of these experiences at this point that I knew, like, I don't want to keep doing this cycle. I want right. to break out of this cycle. So what I did instead is I chose to sit and write and do some uh, some meditation at the moment so that I could really feel it. Like I really wanted to dig into it and be with it and feel it. And I cried a lot, mm-hmm. ugly cry, nothing pretty. Awesome. That's good. on and off. Yeah. Releasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On and off for the rest of the day. I did a ton of journaling. And as I started to think about this, I realized, oh my God, this impacted me this way because it feels like this person is saying, I'm not wanted. They didn't want me ever. And so I suddenly started having this like rush of memories of times from my life when I have felt unwanted. And so I just kept like writing them down. Like it would come in my head and I would write it down. It would come in my head. I would write it down. I'm like, just get it out, get it so that it's on paper. I don't have to hold it in my body anymore. I would cry, you know, and then, so like this process took hours. Like, I'm not kidding. It was literally through the rest of the night until I finally took a shower and went to bed. But then I woke up the next morning and I felt clean and clear in a way that I didn't before. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of uh, purging and releasing to do this weekend, which was also perfectly appropriate. I actually had my my new tattoos scheduled for this weekend. So I got all my talismans on awesome. my arm. <laughs> and then I came back to my desk on Monday morning, reread that same email. And do you know how I reacted? With love. Oh. I did not have any of that reaction anymore. I was able to respond to that email from a place of compassion and love for the person that had sent it. And I was, I was good. I was Beautiful. done. Like, Beautiful. Wow. I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, that is amazing progress. Amazing progress. Healing. I mean, healing on so many levels. Healing. Yeah. That's real healing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to be able to teach people, coach people into working these experiments within their own lives, within their own struggles. It's just, it's so beautiful. Do you call yourself a coach? No, 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 no. I won't. I won't. And And the other thing I want to make really clear is that I am not, um, I'm not any kind of counselor or therapist. I'm not trauma-informed. I'm not trained in any of those things, but my whole thing is we are our own best expert. Yes. So if someone needs And listen, I'm all for therapy. I've been in and out of therapy my entire life. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. even just recently, I was in therapy again. I think therapy can be super helpful. I think it can be a lifesaver. Yes. And I think that if someone knows for themselves that therapy isn't right, that doesn't mean that they don't have choices. They can still do their own work. Yes. And I always, like I say it through all of my classes, people probably get sick of hearing it, but I always say, you are your own expert. If you have a knowing inside that you need a therapist, get a freaking therapist. If you have a knowing inside that you need a a psychiatrist, get a psychiatrist. There's no shame in any of that. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with any of that. And if you know that you're in a place where you're ready to kind of dig into some of this and, and do it yourself, have at it. That's your right too. Completely. You know, so no, I don't, I kind of look at myself like, um, like my favorite tarot card is the hermit. And (laughs) my favorite one is, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I look at myself as um, like, oh, you and I met through Slade through like Slade talked about being the lantern bearer. I, I hold myself as that, like I'm holding out the lantern. I'm walking in the path with you. I'm just holding out the light, maybe a step or two ahead of where you are so that we can both see and choose which path to follow. That's Mm -hmm. how I hold it. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Wow. Uh, In your website, I just wanted to point out one thing that I just really loved. Okay. (laughs) Dogs and trees are my favorite people and fairy lights make my soul sing. <laughs> I love that. You know what? I wrote that thinking this is going to so turn some people off, but that's fine. Like 
my right people are going to dig it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's kind of true. And, you know, I think, I think, I think most people like animals more than people, you know, it's just easier because they're just unconditional and people aren't. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, No matter how hard we try to be, we still have these conditions that are underlying, um, you know, uh, subconscious and, and, but that's just beautiful. Dogs and trees are my favorite people and fairy lights make my soul (laughs) sing. Oh, it's just perfect. Talk to us about your coffee chat notes. My coffee chat notes. Yes. So it's really funny. I, um, I literally just today transferred them over. So I, um, I'm moving service providers. So I had a chance to really sit and think, what do I want people to get from this? And what I really want them to be, those are just my newsletter notes. It's my newsletter goes out every Friday morning, usually about three o'clock Eastern. And I want them to be like, I want to be able to share practical and magical ways of bringing more life to your life. Like we talked about with, um, with my course, I want them to be a little bit fun, but also a little bit sassy because I'm a little bit sassy. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) And I want them to have some depth because most of the newsletters that I get feel very, um, kind of one dimensional, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. either they're very salesy and just really focused on selling whatever the person is selling, which I get. And, you know, I, that, that has its place, I guess. Um, or they're very like, just meaningless, I guess. Like, I don't feel any attachment to it. I don't feel any meaning. I don't feel any depth. It feels like somebody's just kind of floating along the surface of the water and Mm -hmm. that's not really my thing. So I really want to give some depth in my notes too. Really, I want them to be regular reminders, like little snippets of reminders that ordinary magic is real and it's available to everybody that wants to look for it. So I like to share little stories and examples from my own life of that. I love the ordinary magic. Right. Can you give us an example? That's everything. Let's see. I wish I had one recently. Normally what happens is I'll have one every week. It's usually something like a, a crazy synchronicity. I was just going to ask that. It sounds like a, it sounds yeah. like an amazing synchronicity. Yeah. So my grandmother, when she passed, the one that we connected with during my reading. Okay. Yeah. Um, several, let's see, I get my timelines mixed up sometimes. I think it was several years after she had passed. Um, I had a cousin. I have a cousin. She's, she's still with us who lost her daughter um, as a newborn. She has this thing about whenever she sees like a yellow bird, kind of like this one right here. Yes. My canary. Yes. yes. She thinks of her and she, and they think of my grandmother. It's like this connection that I don't remember where it came from. I don't remember why. When I just went and got this tattoo this weekend and I showed my aunt I shared it on Facebook and she saw it and she made some kind she texted me and made some kind of comment about, did you know that that's the symbol for grandma and Gianna? And I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Like maybe I was told, I probably was told at some point, but my memory, Jeffrey is a little bit like Swiss cheese sometimes. And I don't yeah. always remember things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, you just went and got that tattoo. I was like, yeah. And so for me, it's anything where there's a deeper connection that isn't necessarily, like, it's not going to have meaning to other people, No, but it has a deep meaning to, to the people in my family and to me. Completely. Yep. Yep. So it's anytime there's something like that that happens, or um, like if I'm feeling let down and bummed out, and then I go outside and I'm sitting in the yard and a dragonfly zooms around me and sits in the grass beside me. Like that to me is ordinary magic because that's life. Dragonflies for me represent freedom. And they're just, mm-hmm. it's a thing I've had for a long. It's one of my totem animals. Beautiful. And so, and if it gets so freaking close to me like that, like they don't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, all right. I see you. Thank you. You know? And it's like a connection with life. I call it God's road signs. That's so beautiful. That's it's true. Those are the messages from spirit, you know? Totally. 
And totally like you talk about. Totally relate to. Yep. Are there any last parting words you'd like to share with people? A last bit of inspiration on their own mental health journey, where they might be in their own darkness and moving forward? Yeah, you know, it's really hard right now, especially for those of us who are sensitive, for those of us who are introverted, who have mental and emotional health challenges, who are HSP, any of these things. It's hard for everybody, but I think it's especially hard for um, those of us who identify this way. You know, it's, it's really easy to be bombarded by all the darkness that's out there right now. And it takes a little bit of extra effort to not only see and remember the light, but to experience it in a way that's meaningful and helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would just say, you know, especially for anybody listening to this type of podcast, you've got tools available. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I know you've got things that are already available to you, whether again, whether it's Oracle or tarot cards, whether it's using crystals, whether it's being outside with mama, whether it's um, meditating, writing, any number of things, whatever it is that makes it easier for you in the moment to breathe deeply and to remember that there's more than this, more than this darkness in this moment, mm-hmm. make time for that. Mm-hmm. prioritize that. I know that so many of us, especially parents and caregivers, we prioritize everyone else's needs ahead of our own for all kinds of reasons. And oh, I, sure. get mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And the oxygen mask thing is really true as much oh, as we hate it. So true. Yes, it really is. It really is. If you wow. can't keep breathing, you're not going to be able to keep supporting the people that are counting on you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for all of this. Oh my gosh. Thank you for all of this. Uh, Where can people find you? Where can people find you? Where can they see you, connect with you? Yeah. Rootedmystic.com. And that has links to everything else. And I did finally just update my YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash rootedmystic. That's really where all of my attention is going to be going for the next few months because um, I love it. I love Mm -hmm. doing videos and podcasts and things like that. So yeah. Find me there. I'd love to hang out. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. I love chatting with you. You know that. Too. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. You're my people. Same. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, My website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now. Namaste. Talking about that depression, I mean, I was in a depression for the last 10 months up until about a month ago. And are you serious? I oh, did not seriously. Know. Like it just, it, and, and I couldn't describe it. I could not describe it because I would look around thinking, I have nothing to be sad about. I love where I live. I love That's my partner. I love this weather. I love the ocean. I love San Francisco. I, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on, but yeah. I was still just in this trap that I, I, yeah, in this trap, it's like life was shades of gray and that's it. There was no color. It was just shades of gray and there was no glitter to be found anywhere. And I still, I still worked. I still promoted. I still, but I just felt like it was like something was missing, you know, like something just wasn't empty. Yes. And, and so, so a month ago, and I, and I've, I've talked to my therapist, I talk to my therapist every Thursday. So I've been talking to my therapist through all of this last 10 months.
11 months. And I was having this conversation, like, I am really doing everything I can to process what I've been through, what I went through, and try to process that day that I came out of it. What did I do differently? What did I do differently? And I'm thinking, it just felt, it suddenly it just felt like almost like a virus that just had to run its course. And my whole point in telling you this is that I wish I would have had access to your courses, your experiments, because that would have totally helped me along with my therapy. And I don't know how else to explain it because yeah. suddenly it was like, boom, the divine inspiration started to filter through. And I thought, you know what? I'm picking my podcast back up and I'm just going to start from scratch and here's where I'm going. And, Good. and then the synchronicities, boom, 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 boom. You know? Um, yeah. I get the depression. I'm, I might do some journaling about this. I wonder if, and tell me if this is true for you. Cause I wonder, I wonder if there's a connection between, because when you experience that, do you feel disconnected from life? Like from the magic completely? Yeah. I wonder if that's part of that for people like us. I wonder if like, that's where the depression or the feeling or, or the, the feeling of, um, because for me, it, it is, it feels like an emptiness, like a, just this yawning blackness. Yeah. Emptiness, nothingness. Yeah. And not nothingness in the way that the Zen talk about it, because I love that the no thingness from which everything comes. It's not that it's yes. just, no, it's not that at all. Yeah. I wonder if it is related to that, this feeling of being disconnected. Yeah. And, you know, and, and one thing I know for absolute truth, we are never alone. We are never alone. We have our guides, our guardians, our loved ones on the other side, cheering us on every step of the way. And I would feel that. I would sense that. I would have conversations with them saying, guys, I know, I know you're there. I know you're there and thank you for being there, but I'm just not feeling it. And the only real like highs that I was able to feel were during the readings and after the readings. And because the readings just light me on fire. When I connect with spirit in that way for people and you experienced it, it just lights me up from the inside out. And I'd be like, oh, yes. And I noticed that the longer I went without doing readings, the deeper I got, the deeper I went down, the deep more I felt stuck. Oh, interesting. And then, and then I'd have a reading to do. And then, so I was like this, okay. So if I wasn't getting paid readings, I started doing just practice readings, just, just with, with people who would volunteer just to that keep myself sense. uplifted. And yeah. it's, you- it's like my, the creativity, you know, it's like creativity is so yeah. important within each and every one of totally. us. And if we, if that creativity is stifled and blocked and just, you're not being creative and there are a bazillion ways to be creative, let's be clear. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, but that just starts to like this little fire on your inside. And, And that's what happened with me a month ago. And like my partner, Evan just told me, he said, you are a completely different person. Now that you've got, you've got traction with your podcast, the readings are coming in. You've got your volunteers that you're doing the readings for, for the podcast and for promos. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's recognized for me. It was recognizing what I need for myself. And that's Mm. that creativity, that inspiration and people and people, I need people, (laughs) you know, I need, I need people. And I think we need people. I think people need people. (laughs) <laughs> and you're, you're an introvert though, right? I, I, for the most part, for the most part, yes. I used to be an extreme extrovert, extreme, but it was, I think it was really more of the shadow. It was more of like, I felt the need to be needed. I felt the need to be liked. Oh, yeah, I felt yeah. the need to be just, it, it, I, I mid thirties is where I kind of figured out, Ooh, this isn't, this isn't being extroverted for the right reasons. Just like I wasn't naturally extroverted. So yeah, for, yeah. I've always been a little bit shy, but, and, and so that's just kind of where I reverted to. I, I love to talk to people. I love to meet people, but I would, I'm probably going to be the last person to talk. You know, um, I don't really 
get excited about talking in front of people. But once I'm, once I'm up there and going, then boom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. You're you know? into your subject. You're yes. into the passion of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And my passion. How do you spirit. recharge? Yeah. Same. Um, like, do you recharge more by yourself or do you recharge better when you're with a bunch of other people? No, no. Um, I, I, I like to get out, but I don't feel supercharged when I'm like the next day, like Evan is, is, yeah. is really extroverted. Um, he charges in being with people wow. and, and, and groups. Um, I think it's fun in the moment, but I'm, I'm great going back home, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so my charging is, is just being in the moment in the present with my dogs, um, uh, sitting with spirit, um, and, and connecting with people and spirit, you know, that's how, that's how I charge. Jeffrey, I could cry. I am so beyond grateful that we connected. Yeah. I just sitting here talking to you and listening to you. I'm just like, and you know, what's so funny is when what this is 2022, I think it was in 2019. No, it must've been 2020. At some point I sat and had a talk with life. I was like, I need some of my people. I need my people. Mm-hmm. I need my tribe. Mm-hmm. And over the two years since then, people are just like randomly showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what happened with you. And now whenever we talk, I'm just like, I'm reminded all over again. I swear to God, I feel like my heart is just. Oh, I love that. I love that. We're not in a box here. We're talking amongst each other, amongst friends. And yes. And, and we have a lot to share and a lot to, to, um, to say, you know, it's about helping people, helping people heal. I absolutely love it. And I'm really, I mean, really deeply grateful to have had this talk with you. I mean, I love what you do. I love, I want, I want everybody out there to know what this can do for them. And it's because it's so different and it's just, you know, uh, um, proactive and safe and not um, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, like psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists. You have those. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so tailored to, who that person is. And I just think that's so yeah. cool. I think that's so cool. That's the whole and thing. So I really helpful. want it to be, thank you. Mm. I really want it to be a bespoke path. That's like, this is just for you. This isn't something that I've created. That's for the masses. No. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's effective. Mm-hmm. This is something that you're creating for you because you know yourself best mm-hmm. completely. And it's inexpensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people don't have the money, especially right now to be paying a hundred dollars a month for these memberships and courses and things. It's like, it's 10 bucks a month. Take what you want, leave the rest, come and go as you need to. Yep. No big deal. No pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. I love Thank that. you for all that. You're welcome. Just so welcome.